<laughs> Not like I've done this before. <laughs> it's, this is actually a second take because, uh, you know, I'm just going to be upfront. I mentioned something on the first take I wasn't meant to fucking mention, so we're recording the podcast again. Yeah. The good news is I was only about four or five minutes in. Uh, and I'm, the... I'm not, re- we're not, well, I'm not really the best at editing. Yeah. I haven't got a clue what to do. Um, I'll tell you what I'm having at the moment. I'm having a, a black coffee. Wait a minute, though, because this is take two and we haven't put it in yet. <laughs> Welcome to turn 30, episode 30. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Do, do you know what I said? Do you know what's funny? The first take I said, I find the number 13. I don't find it unlucky. And I had a little bit of a talk about that. It turns out this is the first time we've had to start the fucking podcast from scratch because yeah. I said something I shouldn't have said. Yes. Yeah. So welcome back to Turning 30. So this is episode 13 of the podcast. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone listening. Um, the support has been unreal. Um, so last week's podcast um, is the one of the fastest listened to podcasts that we've had ever, ever in um, any podcast ever. Um, and the the better than Joe Rogan. And the thing is, a lot of the older ones that we've mm-hmm. done are all keep getting listened to as well. So the support is out there for turning thirty. Yep. Um, we are in our um. Our usual location. Yeah, there's nowhere are we tonight because we we've we've done we've done the the other thing though. Um, we've decided to bring back. Um, what have you got to say? Unless Andy's not planned that. Haven't planned that. But I, but, I, <sighs> but, but yeah, but I have got I have got one this week. I might have one actually. Good. I might have one. We'll 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 see about that. But anyway, um, Andy, why are you drinking black coffee yet again? Right. Although for you guys, listen to this. This will be the first. Time. Right. So I'll tell you why I'm drinking black coffee. As I have, as I'm a 31-year-old man, um, man or woman, doesn't really matter. Um, not not gender-specific. He, 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 he is, his pronouns are he and his because he is male. Um, or I might just be categorised as a, <laughs> which is also a thing. Uh, it's called non-binary. Um, we, we, me and Dale once actually did a podcast on that. You can't have made that any more awkward. We did no, we did that. We did that. Um, <sighs> we did that when I was in Wales. We did. Yeah, a oh. full, we did a full. I think nearly a two-hour podcast yeah. on it. Yeah. Anyway, so currently, um, I am drinking a black coffee. The reason I'm drinking a black coffee is my body cannot cope with milk anymore. Mm. Um, <clears throat> basically, my stomach bloats. Um. Of a ridiculous size, um, it absolutely destroys me. I'm going to dance around this a bit better than I did in the last take, and uh, I know where I went wrong, so we're good. So last week, after we recorded the last podcast, um, we got into a conversation. We got about a cow's conversation milk. about cows. Well, not even just cows' milk. I mean, I think it was more lactose in general, dairy, wasn't it? And I'd mentioned um, how I was I'd done like a vegan diet the previous week, felt great, and then decided to come off it. Was eating cheese and all that shit again. And long story short, Andy, who's a big advocate for the old vegan uh, diet, um, suggested I kind of stick on it. And um, I was in agony last Sunday, real pain, like after we finished filming, because I'd had like all sorts of shit during the day. And now I'm back on a vegan full time. Um, and yeah, I feel a hell of a lot better so, than if I'd had cheese. So basically, definition of a vegan for me when I was doing it for a little bit, I'm like, I'm like a part time vegan. I'm sort of part time because I'm, I'm still eating Oreos. But the. But the definition of a vegan is don't eat anything with a face that comes from a face. There's a, a film, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is a great film. It's, uh, it's one, one of my favourite films of all time. And that's the guy's quote, Todd Ingram, is something along the lines of, 
I don't eat anything that has a face or a mouth or over over him or something like that. That wasn't verbatim, that was terrible, but to be fair, I've not watched it for um, about nine years. And the vegan police are in it. You know what? If you say you're vegan and well, you decide to have anything that's not vegan, the vegan police come after you. I'll tell you what, I, try, I tried it for two months um, and I felt really good at the very start because... You know, I'd, I'd, you know, I was eating like loads of veg and stuff, and I felt like, re, like energized. Um, but my problem, what I was doing, I was just, and and you can do it when you on like a vegan diet. I'm not an expert. I'm just gonna get rid of this as this keeps beeping because it was doing this last week. Well, whilst you get rid of that, Andy, and I think a cracking idea would be, because we're five minutes into this week's podcast. Let's maybe do a little start-up before we continue. Yep, the little jingle. Yep. He's got it right this time, we hope. <laughs> Never goes to plan. There was something else in there, um, and the blower's on. So you've probably just heard what So welcome like. back to Turning 30. That was the jingle. We're up. not in an air tunnel this week. Just, you know, a wind tunnel, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, Andy, carry on. Vegan diet. Yeah, so I, I did it for about two months, um, the back end of last year, and I dip in and out. <laughs> Um, and it, it, to be honest, it, it makes me feel much better. And the thing is, I don't follow it properly. I end up going on. I have the like the vegan junk food, and any type of junk food is going to make you feel shit, and you are going to gain weight. <laughs> um, and that's basically on the lines I did it. So if you follow a vegan diet, a healthy vegan diet, you'll be absolutely fine. Um, and it's it's. I feel much better for it. Well, there's so there's so much of like the. Not even kind of veganism. If we just kind of touch on avoid milk, um, I think majority of like the the Asian, you know, Asian population. Dysphoria is, I think, the words. Well, they're actually allergic to milk. Yeah, I think I, I personally, I think I've found it to be a godsend. I mean, um, one of the things the wife's always going on about is this theory that I probably made my body. Because you know how your body can get like immunities to things or it can get like bad reactions from overuse, whatever. Yep. I used to love, and you'll know this, I used to love cheese like relentlessly uh, with just every meal, milk and cheese. Uh, that was my main thing because I've always been pretty much vegetarian, um, bar a few um, exceptions. And I think that's, I think there's, there's something in that theory. I think basically I'd made myself sick of dairy and me not having dairy is the best thing ever. I mean, yes, it means spend a bit more time thinking about what I want to eat. But, you know, if it's, if it's for your health long-term, when you're over 30, you don't really have the benefit anymore of recovering from a little bit of, you know, bloating all that easily. Uh, so you, you might as well take the, the I option. I pregnant. Yeah. I get, I get the point where I had to start buying bigger tops. You know what I mean? I was just like... And then I've actually realised, actually, no, it's not that I'm gaining weight. It's essentially, yeah, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Um, as my mom doesn't look it, but well, my mum tells me. My mum tells me every Dick, week. Dixie's been telling them. Well, the other week when I was in, she went, she went, she went "You look better for it," and I went, "What?" She went, "You look better for it, don't you?" So, women's uh, a nice way for women to say that you, you've put weight on is, uh, you know, as you get older, uh, men look a bit more dishy as they fill out. It's like, yeah, I'm still getting mom, fat then. You mom's know? mom's not saying I'm dishy. Not your mom, but obviously. Me, I mean, just generally. But what my mom? If your mom was saying you're dishy, I'd be worried, mate. Well, basically what my mum was saying to us is you're putting on weight, um, shouldn't you look better for it? And I went, what do you mean, mum? She went, shouldn't you put on weight? I went, yeah, she looks better. I said, I haven't put on weight, man, I've been running a lot. And she went, 
All right. Oh, well, you're still you're looking good. Running a bit too much, obviously. Actually, much. speaking of um, <laughs> fancying your mother. Oh, right, hold yes, on, hold yeah, on. Right, okay. you know these rabbit holes I go down, these YouTube like binges. I'd I like, I'd like to know what you've been doing this week. Oh my so god! Right. If you've been doing this whole thing where so, you've just been watching so, YouTube videos of stupid uh, shit, literally. So one of the things which popped up on the me feed, and I don't know why it did, but it popped up. It was a Doctor Phil episode. So I sometimes <laughs> watch Doctor Phil. Right? Is that, is that, is that YouTube ones? What's it? Uh, what, what's the word she says with it? Catch me outside, but how did she used to say it? It was like a meme for ages. There's that last year, I'm just like, how about that? Can't do the voice. Yeah, okay, Dr. Phil, mate, sorry, I've just ruined it. <laughs> Go it was ahead. like some kind of Russell Howard bit, which was horrendous. It was horrendous, really bad. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was a it was a Dr. Phil clip that came up. Um, and it was a, a mother on, um, and she said that... She'd managed to get in touch with her long-lost son. Um, they were talking on the phone a lot. Um, and what do you think happened? They started dating before they realised they were... Uh, no, oh, no. Oh, God, that would be... No, no. Oh. So, so they knew they weren't mother and son. They knew they were? They knew they right. were mother oh, and son. Okay, that's so it was right. the mother reached out to the son and then they started talking on the phone. Okay. And what was happening... I really don't know, and I'm scared at the, the prospect of what you're about to tell me, because if this is where... Oh, go on, go on. Put me on my misery, what is it? So, um, they were talking on the phone, and the mother felt that the conversations were becoming of a of a romantic, um, almost sexual nature. What's she talking to him about? Um, oh, God knows. You know, the most conversation I used to get out of my mum was basically, <laughs> you know... Deal what you're having for tea, or do you fancy this for no. tea? Not, you know, how big's your cock, which is obviously the conversation that she's been yeah, having well, with it, it basically ended up, so, so this mother had never met her son, except for when she had birthed him. Um, <laughs> and, but, but the attraction was clearly there. <laughs> well, then the next thing, then, then where did she move? So she, so, so Dr. Phil goes, were you feeling this as well? She went, yes. Mm. And Dr. Phil said, all right, so then what happened? She went, Oh, we then decided to meet up at a motel. Oh, come on. Um, no, this story isn't going where I think it's going. They basically had hanky-panky. Oh, God, no. Sorry if you're eating. Um, oh. I know it's just disgusting. Um, it's making me feel uncomfortable. I don't even know who it is. Then Dr. Phil said, did you did this feel um, like it was incest? And she went, no, it felt normal. And then it was like, oh, and, I was, and he, went, he went, did you feel like you were a family member? And I was like, thinking in my head, it's not... I thought... Is Dr. Is she, Phil trolling? Well, has she been with, like, a family members before? I was <laughs> is like, it just, what the hell? Did just, did, did, was it like, would you, would you invite him round for Thanksgiving, maybe? And you the know, thing again? is, she's come on national telly talking about this. She's crying her eyes out, and I'm thinking, what the hell? But anyway, this is Dr. Phil's, for some reason, that came up with me. I food. don't care what anyone says. Jesse was never that bad. Jeremy Kyle. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen an episode where it was like, oh, so you're banging your own Why did he get kicked off the telly? Oh, I can't remember. Was it bullying? I think it was bullying. I think it was a bullying. Someone killed themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, which is unfortunate. But I think there was there was something to do with the tied it in with um, the aftercare of the show and and something that was happening with Jeremy. I don't I don't know. It's something I'd probably have to look into before kind of hazarding a guess because I don't want to wrongly accuse the guy of doing something he didn't. Um, but Andy, please stop watching. 
stupid shit. That really made me cringe. Yeah, that's I, disgusting. Yeah, exactly. I and got, this is me. Yeah, I got on these. Not, not that I fancy these. my own mum. That's that's just minging. But what I'm getting at is I tend to be quite an open book about things. Right, I well, know you don't fancy your mum. That's disgusting. That is vile. Ugh. But anyway, Andy, would you like to know what I was doing this week? Go on, what have you been up to? Right, okay, two, two things, right? So here's, here's the first thing I've been doing. Andy... Um, <laughs> Andy discovered earlier this evening that I've been trying to find out what uh, voice classification I am as a singer. How? Why? Why, why? has this happened? Why has this happened? I think it's a midlife crisis, Andy. I'm not going to lie. Um, but also, I mean, as you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a musician. I play a few instruments, so um, I've got guitar, keyboards. Banjo. Um, no, it's a mandolin, okay. close enough. Ukulele, uh, harmonica, and my most recent addition, which is the... Ding, 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 ding. Forgot what it's called because I'm live on air. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Go on. Air triangle. No. Um, xylophone. Kalimba. 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 You, you would never have got that, kalimba. I don't know what a kalimba <laughs> is. Anyway, long story short, I, I think I was listening to... Um, I was listening to a few singers. I was, I've was i gone through the, the usual phase I go through this time of year, which is Michael Bublé. It's just everything's Christmas Michael Bublé. Christmas Christmas. Freaking love Michael Bublé. I would love to meet him. I'd actually go to a concert. Uh, Vicky was telling me, I was having this conversation with Vicky, and she was telling me that the tickets uh, for the show he was going to do this year at uh, Durham County Cricket Club were like, cheapest ticket was 100 quid or something like that. And I thought, I'm not that keen to see him, but I would like to see him in the future. Andy? You can actually listen from my mum's uh... house. Back on. <laughs> it's not quite the same as being there in person or watching them on stage, is it? Oh, Michael Bublé is over there. I remember. Um, I... It, it, it so it, if any anyone listening, they don't. Sorry, is that the car it's starts the up car. and then it goes down? <laughs> um, well, you carry on. But but the the area the area where Dale's talking about. So it's Durham County Cricket Ground. They have mm. a lot of people playing. So Rod Stewart's played there. Elton John. Neil um, Morrissey. Neil Morrissey hasn't played, played there, there, but he still hasn't played Castle there. Um, oh God, who else is? Who does baggy trousers? Uh, Madness. Baggage. Yeah, so Madness has played there. Um, so Dale's talked about Michael Bublé playing there. Mm. Um, and uh, Andy's mum lives relatively close. Yeah, pretty close. And from the back garden, you can... Don't stalk her. You can, if you know where this is. You can hear. Um, Dale, keep out of my mum's back garden. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Woohoo! After the conversation we've just had, let's not link those two things together. But anyway, um, yeah, so long, long the show of it is, I've just been kind of like... Um, going through a phase of listening to different voice coaches on YouTube. A lot more innocent than what Andy's been doing, obviously, incest fucking videos, but I've been looking at, like, um, a that couple of a... singing coaches. Right, just for the record, that was just the... the <laughs> it was a feed on YouTube. Well, why would it come up in recommended uh, for you, Andy? I don't know. <laughs> Go on, continue. And I've been watching some singing coaches, and basically they give you tips for, like, where you would be. And I've always known from being a, a performing arts student... That there's a different, there's a couple of different classifications. So for men, typically you put into three categories. There's a few more, but no one gives a shit. And it's bass, baritone, or tenor. Um, my voice, my speaking voice, as you can probably tell, listen to this, is a soothing baritone. And so when I tested it out, I figured, right, you actually really, you went till again, soothing baritone. And you, you really, yes. them eyes, them. Uh, this couple of do you know, do you know, This is the best thing. Do you know how I found out I was a baritone? Go on. Tom Tucker on uh, Family Guy. <laughs> There's a line he says. He literally says what I've just said Let's on Family Guy. Uh, it says, pleasing baritone. It's, it's 
there was something like that. Just, so is that how you worked it out? Yes. I was like, I'm, I sound like Tom Tucker. It's that deep. I'm not bassy at all, because bass is like really just a... Oh! Could so, be, actually. So what was Pavarotti? Fucking awesome. But Andy, do you want to try and do yours? Because yours scared me. Cause Andy's voice, right? We were testing this out in the car. Andy took in a breath, and my God, he was deeper than bloody Jesus, if that's a thing. Um, so, so, hold on. So I take a breath in, and then I yawn. Well, it's... Right, from memory, right? And bear in mind, I didn't listen to performing arts, hence why I'm not a professional actor. Um... Not that you would have to have done a fucking degree to become an actor. But anyway, you're supposed to be able to... Uh, you, you're taking a deep breath, and it's like the the the, the way you, you use your mouth and that when you're yawning is your natural kind of timber and all that, apparently. So so I'm going to do it now. It's a demonstration. It's not me having an anxiety attack. Yeah. So I'm going to go... Oh! There you go. Oh! <laughs> so deep! Well, it's just. It's not what you you just wouldn't. You wouldn't expect it because Andy's like. I mean, when he talks, Andy's voice isn't like high, high, but it's definitely higher than mine. That's well, it. do you know that? You know the problem with my voice, James Blunt, because you do a perfect James Blunt. It's not. It's not just the James Blunt thing, but uh, he's not even a baritone though. Well, a problem with my voice. It's just done it there. I don't know if you picked up on it, but my voice. <laughs> It always sounds like it's um, it's breaking. You like Bumblebee on Transformers, like, mm-hmm. just picking up random things off the telly. Porter used to always say about my voice, and even still, you know, when I've been out, you know, what I mean, Porter still like meet up now and again and stuff. Not as much as I'd like, but when we when we do meet up, well, and... there's a reason for that to be faced. Like the boys in Vietnam. Yeah, he's three thousand you know miles I mean? away at least. You know what I mean? The yeah. lads, you know, he's, he's traveling the world. You know what I mean? He's, he's, making, a, he's making big strides. Busy man, making a life. Um, Probably not impacted by COVID like we are because it's Vietnam. Um, but but anyway, um, Porter straight away, my voice, and, and my voice goes up and down, up and down. It's like Scooby Doo. Well, it's like you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> brilliant. <deal. laughs> that was exactly. Like, that was really <laughs> I do that with my dog sometimes. Jack Russell comes in the room and he's got a weird breathing thing, and he just goes. <laughs> so I respond back to him as if I'm talking. Going. <laughs> What's his breathing thing? That's it, basically. He has an aspirin attack every so often. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got to, you know, it's one of them things. You get used to it. But anyway, Andy, sorry. It, I, I was interjecting. No, no, no. It's just one of the dog with asthma. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully that's not another one that gets buried in a pom pop. Way. Um, like the cat. No, but, um, so my voice kept, you know, from, from, oh, Obviously, that age, you know, we've all been there at, you know, secondary school, high school, when, you know, the teenage boys' voices go up and down, up and down. And he never fully completed puberty. Well, no, mine never did. Mine I, mine was still till, still now. It I think still I was does, pretty good. I was pretty good with puberty. Like up and down, up and down. I think I was one of the first, if, if I may. I was definitely one of the first, because I think from a very young age, my voice was like, yeah. I remember I went to... Um, the scouts or the army cadets or something at one time. And I was I was a fairly big lad at thirteen. But when I told them I was saying years old, that they were the, the response was fucking <laughs> hell. And I think it's because I was sat there and I was a biggish lad, like from from my age and that and it's my voice obviously was like thirteen. It's like no he's not. <laughs> he's 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 disguised the thing. You're taking the piss mate, you've been out on a Friday night, haven't you? But no seriously. I think I was I was definitely one of the first ones in. Not that that got me any sort of rewards, but anyway. Other things I've been doing this week. <clears throat> so you've tried you've tried to become a, a, a tenor? No, I don't want to be a tenor. Oh, is it not a tenor? No, tenor's, tenor's too high, man. Baritone's where it's at. Right, so you've been trying they, to go They're the ones that play villains in, like, Phantom of the Opera. So the, the film in Phantom of the Opera is like, uh, oh! It's like, 
about that level. Yeah. Probably better in tune. But anyway, um, another thing I've been doing is I've utilised now. I've utilised that a way of motivating myself to do my work because obviously I'm working at the moment at the minute, and uh, I'm very grateful for having a job. But there's times where you just need that little bit of motivation. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I do. I'm not going to tell you who I work for, etc. I like to keep that private. But I do still deal with the general public, yeah. business owners a lot. And given the nature of my job, they can be quite aggressive at times. So what I've been finding myself doing to kind of motivate myself in the morning. So, so, is, this, so, this, is, cus- so this is customers? Customers, yes. Yeah. Customers, they are Clients that you deal with? Clients I deal with, yeah. So what I've been doing to kind of motivate myself to put up with a shitstorm I get most days, given the, the, the nature of the work I do, is uh, I've been going on YouTube and watching American uh, drill sergeants shout at people. Right. Because, you know, my dear can't possibly be half as bad as that cadet who's put his trousers on wrong. And you, and you, because you, you know, before you, you know, you, you're going to speak to a client. So do you, do you almost have like a build up? You, you read the notes on a client. No, it's the opposite. Actually, we often get someone come through and it'll be like, you'll find out afterwards. And my favorite conversations always start with either A, I want to speak to a manager or B, I want to speak to, um, blank blank who would be my manager manager whose name's on like the, the correspondence we send out and you always know you're on we're a fucking winner when you get those people coming through to speak to you and it always tends to be that either you get someone who is at like 10 on the decibels like so if it was an amplifier they'd be on 10 they'd just be shouting bawling all the shit yeah or you get some sarky bastards who's maybe about a two or a three but you still just can't deal with that shit you don't want to be dealing with that shit so listening to American drill instructors, because obviously, you know, the respectful people have seen the world, have seen all the dangers and that, kind of gives me that little bit of empowerment, because I think back to the short stint of time I was in the army, and it makes me think to myself, you know what, I don't have to worry about any sort of backlash of listening to someone shout at me in this situation, because they haven't earned the respect, and it's kind of, it sounds backwards, but it's kind of like, because I can be in quite a volatile environment at times, it's it's sort of like a way of kind of giving myself this reminder that there's people in the world who probably shout at people professionally, who've earned the respect through what they've done as a career, and there's people in the world who haven't earned that right, who are just dicks or pissed off, and may having to deal with the latter, um, and watching the former as a reminder that, you know what, it's nothing. I'm not going to Vietnam, well, not Vietnam, I'm not going out to a war zone or somewhere like that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm working at a desk in a comfy position. Can I put up with this person's shit? Yes, I can. And it's just one of those little motivators but, I've been But using. I, think, I think sometimes as well, I think to to put the, the shoe on the other foot as well, I think sometimes, and I think it's the worst thing to be driven by, I think sometimes people are driven by emotion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, in... That's definitely true in my yeah. work. Yeah. When, when people are driven by emotion, you know, they'll say things that, you know, they wouldn't ordinarily say, um, but they're just so almost riled up, rallied up to get their point across. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of people think the way to get that point across is as loud and as if, firm as possible. If you've never had the um, exposure to a customer service environment, um, then you probably will never have really appreciated what people in that position do, you know, have to go through on a daily basis. Sometimes it can be 
you know, shits and giggles can be all butterflies and rainbows, and you'll just get nice customer after nice customer. It's pleasant, it's wonderful. But you do have days where everyone, putting it bluntly, is a bell end. And yes, you can probably sit there, and if you're good at psychology like I am, and, and you know, the, the kind of like looking at things from the other way, you can sometimes sit there and go, I can understand. I, I get why they're being like that, so I'm not taking it personally. But there are people out there who are absolute ragtag assholes who you just want to punch down the phone. But Andy, yeah, so your point there. Bobby's maternal deprivation theory. You're saying psychology. Okay, go on. So Bobby's maternal deprivation theory, right? This is this is one of my only psychology things that I know. So Bobby's maternal deprivation theory. Um, How you know uh, this, I do not know. And I am going to get this wrong. Right. But, but it's, as I'm going to say, along the lines. So if a child doesn't form an attachment within the first two to three years of its life, mm-hmm. um, that child will then suffer from um, behavioural and mental disorders. What does that do with shitty customers? Um, it could be a, a reason why someone's behaviour, you know, can be, you know, erratic. <laughs> so next time, right, I'm listening to no, someone kick it off. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't... Did you, were you, did you, like, not have a mum or dad? <laughs> just, 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 you know, along the lines of, did you not form an attachment with your mum or dad? <laughs> Um, but do you, do you not talk to your dad? Did he stop giving you cards or something? But, it, but it's it's quite amazing, you know. He, he, the and it's just one theory. And this was one of Bobby's uh, theories. Bobby, there's um, a yeah. booby. Bobby. Bobby. Okay. Um, and it was one of his theories on that. So if a child doesn't form an attachment within the first two to three years of its life, um, it will suffer the for the rest of its life suffer um behavioural, um. Problems. It's. Do you know what? And and I'm gonna try and word this as best as possible because I'm not. I don't want to discriminate. Um, but you get a lot of uh, ladies, and they've got that kind of th- the daddy issues thing. You know where I'm going with this? Where they tend to be like, you oh know, god. And I'm trying to be very. I'm. Tr- I'm going to tread carefully the way I say this. We potentially kind of are going down a rabbit hole. Here. We're not. But anyway, or it's like Bobby's digging Bob- our own grave. Probably, but Bobby's institutional uh, psychology mindset, whatever it is, just a theory, whatever, is um, could be applied to those girls who like have the daddy issues, or could not. <laughs> um, actually, we've got a sponsor this week as well. Let's just swiftly move on. Okay, I don't watch. ever know how to react to it, and he just stares at me like that, and just like, yeah, I don't know fuck? where that's going. Um, yeah, so um, we have actually got this week's sponsor. So this week's. Um, Sponsor is Gillette. Nope. The best a man can get. This week's sponsor is Giveaway. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I don't want to know. But right. Go on. I'm going to describe that moment and it's all about the giveaway. So this week's sponsor is Giveaway. So and hang it's... on, just very quickly, mate. I'm going to use a keyword, are you? Smart motorways. Giveaway on a smart motorway? <laughs> I don't know how they work, but yeah, go on. Well, when you go onto a motorway. And you're I'm, not smart. I may crash. be wrong, but when you go on a motorway, if you, to me, if you're already on the motorway, traffic trying to get on the motorway mm. or the highway, mm. you're meant to give way to them. You're meant to allow them to, to join. Way. Yes. It's not to give way. Right. This is what I'm talking about, and it's this is a new phenomenon which is happening. So wait until he gets his grumpy old man shoes on. Right. He's ready to tell you a story. So I'm in the car, and I'm at. Um, Uncle gonna... Andy didn't have his fish and chips for tea. He's really raging. Well, if you're at a fast food restaurant, right, right, mm-hmm. and you're in the drive-through, yeah, and there's them bloody things which you've got to talk into, and there's normally two of them. Are we talking about a particular brand of fast food restaurant? Yeah, well, um, 
They're over there. Andy's pointing. You can't see that on the, the podcast. Golden the golden arches. The golden arches. Right, so this is... So we've all been in this situation, Rick right, and I'm really going off the sponsor now. I have no but I just want to have a little it. rant about this. Right? Okay, go on, mate. So, it's that moment where you're ordering on one side, mm-hmm. and there's, say, another... The offender. There's another car at the other side. They're also ordering. Can we say they're the offender? They're the just, offender, just right? Just like one of those And things. you've ordered yours. Then you start and pull forward. But obviously the roads merging. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the, the little roads merging together. And it's like, who goes first? I always wonder. I mean, isn't that supposed to be who's ordered first? Well, yeah, but sometimes you can't see. You don't know if you, they ordered first or you've ordered first. I'm always very particular about that. Like, I tend to just bulldoze my way through. No one gets in the way of, you know, me and food. Well, I'm... I'm saying, but I did it the other day. Mm-hmm. I tried just, um, I tried just kind of motoring on, and um, this guy, well, he was in a in a um, in a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, looked at me like I just murdered his children. <laughs> um, <laughs> I li- honestly, this pretty is, strong feeling. Well, of, uh, I backed down. St- I backed down straight away, and I just went no. After you, after you. And I just thought it's their moments. And you have their moments as well. You're on mini roundabouts. They don't make Hallmark cards for that, do they? Wow. It just give... give way. I haven't murdered your kids. It's it's give way. And it's just like, it's sometimes it's a bit... The mini roundabout one as well. You know, the mini roundabout. So it, hmm. in, in the UK, we have these things called mini roundabouts. Which are basically a miniature variety of a much larger normal sized roundabout yeah and sometimes it is would our friends across the pond know where the roundabout is because they don't have them do they I think they might not they don't have them oh someone's just doing an emergency manoeuvre behind us there. the um, it's the Arneson Centre Car Club back yep. again or the Pity Me Car Pity Club Pity Me Car Club obviously he I think he's he must think this is us parked up for dogging he's going to be very disappointed when he finds out we're fully clothed and not interested but anyway carry on the windows are steaming up quite it doesn't help we are in a we're in a steamy fucking car as well he probably thinks we're at it I mean if we were we wouldn't have left the fucking lights on in size for one and we're clearly not even in the same seat so how anything would be happening I don't know but to be fair, the sort of people who park up and drive around doing donuts and shit in a car park are fucking mental. Um, I don't know if he's... I don't know what song this is. Just literally just beeping. Just beeping. Do you think it's... Uh, what's what's he called? Ray or something we called him last week. Just out in his mum's car again. I don't know. He's out in his mother's car again. He's showing <laughs> off. Uh, just being the big lad. Hey, showing off. Maybe he's a fan of the podcast. He thought, "I recognise that 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 high undie." He's probably getting, yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably getting the horn on. He's thinking, "Oh, best give them their uh, their little horn of approval by just beeping me fucking horn." But basically, it's that whole thing of so many roundabouts. You have three. You come to the roundabout, and it's like, and then everyone stops, and it's that moment where you're all sitting, and mm. you just think, "Right, well, who's going to go here? Who's going to go?" And then in the end, it's just like, right, oh, just and. I end up just going, I think, all right, I'll just bloody go. And then the car coming towards us, then starts going, oh, shit. And then they're flashing the lights. And you think, wait, what we're doing? We're all just sitting there. Yeah, mini roundabout. This is the thing. I think one of the biggest uh, bands of my life and most motorists, actually, not so much me, because I tend to just go anywhere, um, which is typical of my driving style, hence why I was able to write off a, a perfectly amiable uh, Citroen C3. But anyway, um, 
Four, four way junctions. Have we, have we said this before? We've covered this before. Yeah. Dill slid into our. <laughs> I slid into. That's in the snow, it's Christmas time, Yes. Aren't well, happy days. This Talk was February Google. the yeah. 28th, uh, 28th. Anyway. Uh, anyway, um, it's not like I remember it like it was yesterday. Pay for the wedding. Four way, yeah. Cap insurance, yeah. Whatever. Four, <laughs> four way um, crossings where, you know, you get four cars at the same place. No one knows when it's their turn to turn off or go straight ahead. Or, you know, wait. And you just sat there and it's like one of those fucking shootouts in a cowboy film. You've got four cars. They're all there together at this junction, four-way junction. And nobody knows when to go. Do you know what I do in those situations, mate? I just go. Are they not turn off traffic lights? Not a lot of them. There's like certain ones you drive to. I'll give you a good example. One of the places we're actually going to visit. I'll tell you this now because obviously you'll just have to guess it in the future episode. Spennymoor, right? Yeah. There's an example there where... It's like a, it's a little mini roundabout, but it's a three-way kind of system. Um, and when you're there, because of the way it's been put, like designed, you never know who's got right of way if all the cars are there. Really, it's mental. It's mental. So these four-way junctions can be a bit of a nightmare for me personally. Well, for other motorists, I tend to just you know ram people off the road. Well, that's good to know. The deal's an absolute, <laughs> absolute savage round the wheel. When Andy was in the uh, the thing the other week, uh, the lorry driver was actually me. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, the tr- it was like a truck at McDonald's, and that it's it's. I felt intimidated. That's why I've been looking into um, not MMA. Incest. Not not MMA. Jiu-jitsu. Um, like like in judo and stuff. How are you going to be able to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu while sat in a car? Well, I don't know, but obviously with the COVID thing at the minute, you've got it. There's a lot of contact, and I thought, yeah. oh, well, how am I going to be making contact here? So I started watching YouTube videos on um, judo mm. and jiu-jitsu. Um, so hopefully, I'll um, you know, get into that soon. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I did. You ask. actually did it, didn't you? I did. I did Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a couple of lessons, um, and. It was an experience to say the least. If if you don't know when to tap, it's uh, it's brilliant because obviously you can just get choked out. Were you getting choked out? Yeah, yeah. Could you feel like your life like? It was more the pain, like because like the restriction on your neck. Yeah. Um, if someone's got you in like a decent, you know. But it doesn't take choke. much, does it? It's like. It's a lot of the, it's skill um, more than anything. I think. Um, with a bit of practice in jiu-jitsu, I think anyone can basically choke someone out. And it's 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 a mixture, from what I remember being told, of um, methods and timing. So basically the little guy can take on the big guy quite That's, easily. This is why jiu-jitsu is popular, because obviously it's um, it's done by a lot of smaller people, and smaller people be able to obviously pull someone down, theoretically. But yeah, choking someone out, not that I'm, I'm saying this like I'm an expert, yeah, I do it regularly, just choke someone out. It basically, if you do go for too far, obviously the consequences can be fatal. You'll end up, you know, killing someone. Crush a windpipe. You could crush a windpipe, and that's KO, and that's you in prison. And if you don't do it long enough and say that person's a crazed attack and maybe has a knife, then you're just going to make yourself look silly. You'd have wasted energy. They'll still be perfectly corpus mentis, and you're getting stabbed. So it's a bit of timing and method. You've got to make sure that if you're going to choke them out, you put them to sleep. Do you know what that makes me think of? Right. What? So I always remember it was when I was working in. Uh, it was when I was working in the. It was my call centre days when mm. I had to go work in the call centre. And I remember you'd rang us that week and you said, "Oh, um, I can't 
can't remember who it was. I think it was a it was a it was a family member. Mm. It was something you knew and they said, Oh, they're doing almost like a little um self defence, like martial arts thing. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah. um I'm not joking, right? So I'll set the scene for you. So it was over Durham. It was this. It was this. It was just this. I was going to this sports hall, and I said to Dale, "Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there." And Dale said, "Oh yeah, come along." He said, "It's just really started." He went, "There's a few of us going." You know, Andy, do you want to come? Went, oh yeah, yeah. So I was like, me being like thinking, "Oh well, I'm pretty fit." I thought I'm well at my gym. I thought, "Oh, you know, I'll it'll be gonna be quite good." I'll see how strong I am. You're so, right, yeah. Yeah, it had nothing to do with strength. Um, I got there, um, and for the first time, re- like not even the first time in my life, probably since I was like a teenager, I felt so. Um, I'm not gonna say weak, but almost like this guy. There was two of them, so one guy had, and you know, you always saying he, he had a dad body. The both had yeah, da- the both yeah. had the both the both the both just looked like dads. They um, they were in the dad shape, so you dad shape, not the sort of people you'd look at and think, oh, well, they'd be a challenge. Dad no shape. disrespect. Yep, but, yeah. dad shape. Um, and within probably two minutes, I knew that these two, um, could basically kill us. Um, they with one hand. They literally were like lovely guys, but mm. with one hand, were like basically putting us in knots. And like they were showing you, kind of it was it was it was it like I said, what was it? Was it was it was it, was it just a self defense? It's self defense because they are um, fans of Korean martial arts, and I can't think of a Korean martial art which ties up with what they do because. Um, what we used to refer to as me and the wife was Aikido, but that's Japanese, and they don't do Aikido. They do Korean. They're very Korean-centric. So it was basically just a self-defense system that they'd, they'd learned themselves through martial arts, and they'd started to apply um, in their day-to-day jobs, because back in the day, they were bouncers. So they were able to obviously handle themselves. They the, knew the crack. These two were like... The, 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 the basically like Max and Paddy. Yeah. Um... You know, there were, there were, but these two, I'd say, and Max and Paddy, um, if you, you know, Phoenix Knights, yeah, go on Google, have a look, and you know, they just look like dads. Um, but I'll tell you what, these two, they'll basically do a demonstration of exactly what they want you to do, and then it would be practice that, um, you know, practice that, I'm going to say maneuver, is that what you would say? Yeah, we'll say man- we'll maneuver, yeah, uh, situation. See, see, you, you then, you then, practice. Andy's worried about using the word maneuver because he's thinking of the Kama Sutra. So you then practice that, that scenario that That's would not happen. That's anywhere related. Somebody come with your knife and stuff. And I'll tell you what, man, it is, um, I came away from there, I was like, wow, I was like, these men are superheroes, but, but it was just, they were just trained in a, in just a, life, basically. Yeah, yeah it's like, I mean, they did. They had done martial arts over the years, but this was kind of like um, it was kind of more what they'd learned through the experiences they had normally. And I loved it, and I never mm. went back. You didn't, which is why and what, I've made contact and with. What, what happened to it? Are they still going? No, because it was more kind of like so it wasn't an official capacity. <sighs> it was relying on people wanting to do it. So obviously, when people started to drop out, there was no good because it was fun. It's like when when we boo golf for five aside, Andy. <sighs> yeah. There's no people there. They're not yeah, going to pay for it. Got to pay for sports, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. But I tell you what, I've booked and I've queried this with a local Brazilian jiu-jitsu company. 
Um, I won't say who they are because I haven't heard back yet. It's no bad publicity, but it's COVID, obviously, it's not open. But I are queried about the possibility of myself and Andy joining sometime. Maybe I'd love to. Because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is probably up there with my favourite martial arts. I've done uh, Taekwondo for a while, or Taekwondo, as I'm told to refer to it as by the Korean fans. Um, and it's all kicking. And I've done wrestling. You've actually done wrestling? Yeah, WWF. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's... Hardy boys. Right. But... Dudley boys. <laughs> but basically, long story short... We're going to be looking at doing Kurt that in the year 2021. Um, but I tell you what, uh, just on the subject of martial arts, have on. you seen those videos of the people who um, somehow have a following who are doing martial arts that aren't real martial arts and no way effective in real life? Like there's a guy who does um, long haired kind of hippie guy, and he does like um, oh, it's like key energy or some shit he calls it. And there's this one video on YouTube where he's got all of his followers around like on a beach doing all these like fancy little you know hippie moves with the hands and that yeah and he's saying right get up you've got to, like you know do this thing and he's still a ball of energy yeah, yeah. And, and then he's thrown it at people he's thrown it at people but there's one particular way he says you can use the ball of energy to defend yourself and he's got this relatively fragile i don't know why she's doing it a woman of this age you'd know better 40 50 year old woman <laughs> she's got this ball of energy there <laughs> And, like, he runs at a full blast, yeah. knocks her out, practically, yeah. breaks her face. I mean, there's something <laughs> broken on that face. And yet, he still acts it out and pretends he's been hit by this ball of energy. He's making himself kind of, like, uh, do this weird sort of electric shock thing on the ground. And, like, it's so obvious he's just basically physically harmed and bulldozed down a perfectly normal woman who believes she could protect herself with an energy shield that doesn't exist. And it's just these martial arts that you see on the internet of people doing stuff. There's one with these Russian guys and doing like a, a slapping martial arts. And it's like the, you see them slapping like a piece of paper and like they're showing you the hole in it and stuff. And it's like... Yeah, but they, you, they, these these people, like, it's fake in the front of these people. Now, the good thing is these people are always uh, now getting caught up because what they'll do, somebody like uh, like in, somebody who does MMA, um, mixed martial arts, I like challenge them and they go, oh yeah, come along, yeah, take this on. And literally, like, just watch them. You know that they're on like um, there's loads of Instagram videos, but you'll see literally the guy who's the MMA artist, um, are literally like rip them to bits. This was going to get me on the point I was going to make before, though. The majority of martial arts, um, and I'm going to say Taekwondo included, are simply not practical for anything outside the sporting world. So even in the octagon. UFC uh, or any other MMA, obviously standard. Taekwondo is not a martial art that tends to be taken in the octagon for the simple reason that because its focus is purely on kicks, um, the actual effectiveness of that as a martial art in the real world and in sport just isn't strong enough unless it's Taekwondo itself. So a lot of these martial arts on the internet, you kind of see, even the fake ones that are clearly fake, you see people doing like real life examples and they're just not as effective as people play out. There's videos of people going, right, how would you actually stab me? Do you know when they're doing that move where they get like a knife and everyone seems to do the same thing where they'll do the straight stab underneath and that. That's not how someone's going to stab you in real life. If someone's got a knife, they're going to be coming at you from a completely different angle yeah. than a clearly telegraphed fucking arm straight under your rib cage, which yes, you would block if that was going to happen, but that's not going to happen. You know, most people are going to stab you. They're going to be just widely lunging at you. You're not going to get the chance to block an arm. And a lot of martial arts out there, I think, um, kind of play on the, the myth mythos or mythology of what they stand for, what they used to be, 
years and years ago. But in the media age, the social media age, like YouTube and that, people are saying that it's just not very effective. Well, well, I'd, I agree with that on the point, but actually, um, you know, there was a there was a guy. Well, I'm gonna say there was a guy who basically Bruce Lee. Hmm. He brought everything together. He's the to me, he's the original godfather of mixed martial arts because he studied for everything from powerlifting to boxing to you know um, you know karate to you know he brought so many martial arts together to just just working out. It was you know to to working out a style mm. which was it didn't just need to be one style. You know about Wing Chun. Which is Bruce Lee's martial art. Yeah. Yeah. And the the way of that, it was just so many things were just brought together. He's got a theory as well. And one of it, he's got. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of fantastic quotes. But one of the best quotes he's got is, uh, "I don't fear the man who's practiced a thousand kicks one time. I fear the man who's practiced one kick a thousand times." And it's like he was a big, um, big fan of getting something stuck in your head to the point where it's second nature. You don't even have to think about it. And I think in what he's what he's saying in that, and it's particularly applicable martial arts, you get a lot of these people who, and Bruce Lee said this himself, are just flashy, and they've got the kicks and they do the, the backflip and all that and all that jazz. Well, the best martial artists, and I suppose the best people even in the business world, are the people who know their shit and have practised it time and time again to be able to do it straight off the bat like that. Um and yeah, Bruce Lee's incredible. But Bruce Lee, he was actually challenged, you know. So when he when he went um, when he went to America and he started setting up um, his schools to teach martial arts, um, he was actually challenged and told to stop teaching, you know, Westerners martial arts. Um, and I think a challenger was literally sent over there, and Bruce Lee literally had this guy, the challenger, tied up. Um, within minutes, and not tied up with rope. No, no, literally, literally, as I keep saying, literally, but had them tied up so quick. Um, and Bruce Lee's, you know, was mad at himself because he was disappointed that he hadn't actually done it faster. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was uh, the martial arts segment, which will be on every week. So two people. It's, on it's a, two... What have you got to say? What have I got to say? Right, that's what we're going to do. Nope. No, go on. You got yeah, a better one. Well, come on, give it a better pretty, name. No, let's uh, let's. It's, it's just like the right yeah, back in the seventies. Back in the seventies. Apologies for that. That's uh, that seventies like, <laughs> um, I think stereotypical. This um, is the actual voice Bruce Lee used to use. Yeah, fun facts. Yeah. Um, but no, we were going to do what have you got to say this week? But Andy kindly forgot it, and I didn't have one prepared. Although I was thinking about one earlier today. Go on, hold on, right, hold on. What have you got to say? Go on, Dale. Well, I can't remember what it was. Dear Andy. Dear Andy, I can't remember what it was. Oh, can you not? <laughs> oh, okay. Literally, right? No, I was sat right for the last forty-six minutes because when I found out Andy didn't have a what have you got to say. I was trying to remember the one that I had, and it was quite funny. It, it was something to do with, I've got it. I've got it. Right, hold on. Right, okay. So what have you got to say? Dear Andy. Dear Andy, um, this is a story about a girl that I once knew. Um, and I'll not tell you the rest, but I'm yeah. gonna, I'll tell you a bit. Anyway, so um, I was about 15, 16 year old. I was going to say 16. 16. Going through bit, bit well into puberty. Certainly passed it, yes. You're past it? I want to say yes. What yeah. time did you start puberty, do you think? 
Um, four. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Right. Anyway, right, go on. Anyway, uh, I was dating a girl. Um, I'll leave her name, listeners, just in case she's listening. Not Patricia. Be. Patricia. Or Ed- Edith. Look at Edith. Edna. Edna's good. We like Edna. Edna. And um, I, I was dating her for a couple of weeks. I'm not getting the, uh, the, the nitty gritty as to why the relationship didn't work out, because I don't know. It's typical of me. Yeah. But long story short, this is going to be very short. What have you got to say? Go on. Um, I, had a, I grew up in a place called Great Lumley. Yeah. And I had a habit back then, as you do, 15, 16 years old. So Great Lumley was a pretty, was it a small knit Small knit community. It's not the Village sort, attitudes. Village attitudes. Everybody knew if you were at the toilets. Everybody knew everyone. Everyone knew everyone. That was definitely the case in my street. There was literally one family owned half of it. But anyway, um, the one particular fine day after this uh, moment of being uh, you know, heartbroken and the relationship not going to plan, I decided, you know, it's a fine Thursday morning. What am I going to do? I don't work. I'm going to go on... So how long has this relationship been going on? It's like three weeks, mate. It's not so a three-week relationship. It's you're, just... You're 15. Yeah, 16. 16. Let's did, get it right. Did you did you think in your head, you thought, oh my God, this might be the moment? I didn't, but Birds no disrespect to Edna. She just was a bit dull. But anyway, um, long story short, I decided to go around to my mate's house, Nick. And right, okay. uh, this is the best bit. Standard day. I'm not expecting anything. No surprises here. I go and knock on the door. Yeah. Who answers the door? It's fucking Edna. Nick's got with Edna. Yes. Beautiful story. I thought it was funny. Nick's got with Edna. Yeah. I'm trying to... I'm just trying to remember the situation here, yeah. Because Andy's well aware of this, because this particular gentleman was very good in... um, Let's just say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Making himself comfortable in other people's relations. Wow. <laughs> this is um right, so basically you're telling the story of so 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 you've been seeing you've been seeing Edna. Yeah, Edna. Um you've been seeing Edna for a little while. Um, all names have been changed to protect the identities of yeah. the people, you've apart been, from the first letter of the names. Yeah. You've been seeing Edna for a little while, mm. um, heartbroken, you've broken up, you weren't really given a reason why, mm. then to take your mind off the breakup, you then decide to go around your friends. Nick. Nick's house. With an N. Yes. Um, who answers the door? Edna. Edna answers the door. She's round there. Long story short, I'm like, you know, bear in mind, Edna lived about 30 miles away, probably further. It was the last person I was expecting it's, to it's answer a, but, the door. But it's the unwritten rule, that, isn't it? It is, yeah. Now, this is the, this is kind of something that um, me and Andy have spoke about kind of in private a few times, and obviously... We're doing the same thing where we're going to protect the names of the individuals. We don't want to offend anyone, even though it was a bit of a dick move. But, um, yeah, it's this thing. This this particular chap um, had a tendency of just getting into situations, we'll say, where um wasn't really welcome. And to find your ex, or sort of ex, kind of opening, you know, answering the door of this guy's place, you're kind of like, well, why are you here? And it's always baffled me as one of them things where it's like like the Twilight Zone. Like you know, It's the last person you're thinking of. You know, you're trying to get over them. They answer the door but do you, at your friend's house. But do, do you know what? It's, it's, it's one of like sometimes these things you never... You never... You really don't know how to... It's probably life and you, that it's, it's, you know, you know, this, you know people say like this, oh, 
where did you get your schooling from the school of life type thing but it but it's almost that isn't it it's going through them experiences it is. it's, it's, it's to the then sort of realize how to deal with yeah what did you say i think my, my response was uh why are you here it wasn't even a hello and i'm i'm believe it not quite a polite person so why are you here? And Edna came from the other end of Newcastle. Yes, she did. Yeah, Edna there was, was no reason why she needed to Edna be in that area. Edna was from the uh, coastal side oh, of Newcastle, so she was quite a distance away. Yeah. And it was like, bear in mind, so I'll, I'll set the scene a bit more, a bit clearer. This guy, Nick, was a fairly, fairly close friend. Not as close as Andy. Andy's number one, but he was a fairly close friend. And obviously, Edna had just broken up with me about maybe a couple of weeks prior. Class. And like... It's that surreal thing of like the it's last awful. person you're expecting to see opening the door. That's painful. Is there? And like, I think the thing, the reason I wanted to bring this up is kind of like it's not even a really, it's not really a funny one of you got to say. It's kind of like you sometimes in life meet people who I think have no boundaries. And it's that kind of and painful the, sort of realisation that... And Nick didn't feel it was anything wrong with that. Yeah, it was the thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. He was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, you're not going out with it. It's like, yeah, but I was. And um, this is the, this is the, always the response that I think Nick has. Um, I've had a few friends who've had sort of issues with Nick. I won't go into too much detail. But it was always the same thing where it's sort of like, do you not see a line cross there? Do you not see... There's a line just... Don't cross it. I think Nick clearly didn't. Nick never knew the lines were there. Nick yeah. was a ladies' man. But but I, I, I think I, I think it's you know it's just a lack of respect. It really is. Um, it's a it's a lack of respect there. Um, so this week's uh, what have you got to say was a very hastily remembered a Doctor Phil story uh, about myself and an ex. Um, and that's sponsored by who gives a shit, but yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, but it's, about. it's, um, you know, I think we all go with that and, and you can tell, you know, I think when you're younger and stuff and as you get older and stuff, you start and, you know, those friends and stuff, you don't almost, you kind of just, you still, you still love them and you, you know, you still remember them, like the, the good times you had with them, those friends and stuff, but you love them from afar. Yeah. I've heard reason. Nick's married now. I, I'd love that conversation where you could just, if, if. We'd have to meet them again where we just discuss it with his wife. <laughs> yeah. well, a bit touchy. <laughs> well, that is that is life. Anyway, guys, we're going, we are going to wrap that up. We're going to do the socials. So um, socials. Um, we're hoping what have you got to say is going to be back next week first and foremost. So if you've got any ideas, please save me and Andy the No, 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 we have. We, we have. Um, what have you got to say is definitely back next week. I've already got of what have you got to say. It just I, didn't write I, I, I did get a message... Um, so this week, just to give you the head and the tail of it, mm-hmm. um, so my mother um, has had the second hip done. Way. Um, so, you know, I've been this week, I've been helping her. Successful um, operation? Yeah, really successful. Um, she's doing well. She's not uh, She's not the quickest at the minute. She has told us, uh, just spoken to me and Dale tonight and told us she's been around the island in the kitchen 12 <laughs> times today, which is good. She's. I've done a little bit too much. She did sound pretty tired. She did sound um, exhausted. And, you know, I've helped her out this week, you know what I mean? I've... Um, you know, we were laughing, but you know what I mean? I've uh, I've <laughs> I've washed my mother in the shower this week. But um yeah. Oh, way. Yeah, um but you know, just you know, just That's a revelation. So, you know, we've uh, I've been, you know, a little bit um we're not too busy to to do it and stuff, but normally I like to get something planned, but definitely next week, you know, we'll be we'll be back up to scratch. And as you plans. know, Andy's the ideas man. I'm the doer. 
I'd have wrote it, but yeah, I didn't know this. You so. never write things down, do I you? never do. But you I'd never write things down. It. Normally, you just you're normally good from just straight from straight from there. But I think this that week, was a terrible. What have you got to say? No, it wasn't. It was it was pretty good. It, it was, was just off the bat. But anyway, um, I was thinking about it though. Funny enough, but the socials anyway. Turn to thirty gram. Anyone who send us messages, please continue doing what you're doing. We've had some fun on that this week, particularly with my uh, <laughs> what was it quote of the day. What was the quote of the day? Your your podcast is shit, signed anonymous. I I just love it. I think if you're going to have the tape to put something out there, people will say why you entertaining trolls. No, I think it's brilliant, man. I do, and this is the thing, me and Andy have this philosophy. Publicity is publicity. Bad, good, whatever. (laughs) And we're going to do an episode at Christmas where we're going to be looking out for, genuinely looking out for people who might be on the road and and, you know put an episode out on Christmas Day uh, just to give you a heads up where we're hoping to be there for people who are generally on their own. But my view of trolls, purely and simply, is they've got no one else to bugger off or, you know, piss off. So they just try and make friends over the internet. So I'm just letting them know they're welcome. So, yes, the quote of the day was from a troll. Um, but you can also email us at yep. turn30podcast.gmail.com. Andy? Um, the um, the YouTube will be coming. Eventually. Um, yeah, it will be coming. I am uh, I am working through it. I've got some video editing that I'm on with at the minute. Mm. I am genuinely on with that. Um, so we will get those up. And as soon as I kind of get the first one out and stuff, and then they'll be just be pretty easy to get out there. Um, just a big thank you as well. I know I mentioned at the start and stuff, but... You know, and that's a bit, but I really appreciate everyone who is listening. And you know, you know, the people that messages, you know, even if you're not messaging in, it doesn't matter and stuff. But everyone, you know, who's kind of listening week after week and stuff, even if you're a first time listener and stuff, it's massively appreciated. Um, You're part of the family um, and, you know, you are part of the conversation. And it's, it's great to know, um, and not giving anything away, there's been more than one occasion where we've been told we've been big help for whatever reason. And me and Andy obviously start this as a project, as a, as a comedy thing, as just us having a chat. And it's it's really, it touches me um, right in the heart to, to think that we're actually helping people out. But the, th- the thing is, even though we're having a conversation, but we, we get a lot off, we're getting something off, you know, doing that for you guys and you's coming back it gives it's it's something for us yeah you know this is something for us and it's something for you guys i think you know it all goes kind of it's it's a two-way yeah, thing. yeah we'll be we'll you know what it's it's kind of like we'll be there for you you'll be there for us we'll i'll be, be there, for, there for you oh there's when a singing the voice coming out brilliant but anyway um we've got to wrap this up we're getting close for an hour um keep sending your messages in we hope to obviously keep providing you the service you require and all that jazz but thank you so much guys um this is oh, turn 30 it's the jingle up oh. we're gonna do the jingle down hold on so that was turning 30 yeah it's episode 13 episode 14 same time Ten. well not really but definitely, I was going to say, place, hopefully not. It's next Sunday. Take care. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye.